0: This is an ABC podcast.
1: Welcome to the Sammy J Snack Pack. School's the worst, isn't it? School is tough. All sorts of bad influences happen at school, away from the protective embrace of parents and carers. I know this because this week my youngest child came home from school at a, the very tender age of six and said, uh, Hey, Dad, when can I get my ears pierced? I'm like, what? Oh. So I don't know. I, don't know I would have thought in not age six, but maybe you can. I don't know. And she said, well, my friends are getting done. And I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm all for people doing what they want, but you want to be aware of the risks. I don't know if six is too young or not. And she started saying, my body, my choice. I'm like, whoa, okay. I need to, <laughs> I need to crowdsource this. I don't have the capacity to make this decision. Nor did my wife, so we were asking around. All week I've been asking people. When is it too young to get something pierced? But of course the opposite question is, when is it too old? Is there such a thing as being too old for a piercing or a tattoo? I dare say not. In fact, some of my finest old friends have only just got a tattoo at the age of 40 or 50. Maybe you've got one right now. Maybe you're considering it. Maybe you'll get one by the end of this podcast. Maybe you're in the parlour as I talk to you and the fine artist brandishing that needle has got the Sammy J Snack Pack connected via Bluetooth to the ceiling speaker, just to distract you from the pain. If that is the case, hello and thank you for joining me for another Snack Pack this week full of beautiful guests like Joe Stanley, broadcaster and podcast host coming in to die on a very time-limited hill. Plus, I never thought I'd have a legacy. I thought I'd just disappear off the face of the earth, scatter my ashes at Wilson's Prom and be done with it. But no, guess what? The Bureau of Meteorology have taken my whinging to a next level and updated their app for everyone in Australia. And I will take some credit for that. Undue as that credit may be. Is undue a word? I'm not sure, but you know what who will tell me if it's not? ABC listeners will tell me if it's not a word because ABC listeners love to complain about pronunciation. Or is it pronunciation? Guess what? It's not a modern phenomenon. People have been complaining about language for centuries. And their very own linguistic professor, Kate Burridge, will be joining us to talk about that as well.
2: Um, My friend and I, my best friend in Year 9, decided to pierce our ears on the way to school. And so a couple of days later we did it, um... I bought a couple of um, studs, uh, sharpened them up with one of my old man's files. No, no. Um, yes, uh, took a couple of 35mm film canisters of metho down with me. No. Uh, yeah, grabbed a few ice blocks out no. of the fridge as I went down there. It was a really cold Brisbane day. You didn't. Um, and yes, yeah, my friend and I um, proceeded to pierce each other's ears. Um, How infected but, did yeah, it get? Yeah, uh, antibiotics infected. The Snack Pack. Joe Stanley
1: is someone I grew up listening to on the radio and still see her on TV, popping up as a wonderful broadcaster personality and now podcast host via the streaming radio station Broad Radio. Joe, I've invited you not to talk about your illustrious career in broadcasting, but rather to ask you a simple question, and that is what hill are you going to die on today?
2: I would die on this hill, Sammy, that no film should be over 90 minutes. And I am so certain that a movie is rarely improved by being over 90 minutes that I have a 90-minute rule. <laughs> uh, if I'm watching an average film, like it's not amazing, right, I'm sitting there and it's creeping up to 90 minutes, at 90 minutes I will walk out.
0: <gasps>
1: Joe Stanley, I salute you. I join your army straight away. I could not agree more. These four... Three and a half hour epics, these these orgies of self indulgence that Hollywood have been pumping out for the last few decades. No, hour and a half. That's a time well spent.
2: No, well you know it's it's becoming increasingly difficult because most films are two hours these days, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you start looking at the best films that were that are ninety minutes, they are. You know, it's your Reservoir Dogs and Train Spotting and Fargo and you know those films told brilliant stories in 90 minutes, right? Yes. Um, whereas the film, the reason I came across this particular rule for myself was I was doing commercial radio at the time and you probably have experienced this yourself, Sammy, that, you know, you interview Hollywood movie stars that arrive in this country and so you have to watch their film and I was sitting there watching Wedding crashes, mm-hmm. Wedding crashes, okay? Not a bad film, like kind of fun, right? Yeah. And then at 90 minutes, I'm like, how much more is there to say? And it went on and on like it just became garbage after nine minutes and I saw there was a pattern in this and I was like those films they don't deserve to be 90 minutes there's no justification for that get the story told and get out life is too short I don't have an extra 30 or 60 minutes to spend with Vince Vaughn you know I don't need it
1: so did you bring this up when you interviewed Vince Vaughn
2: Uh, Look, I didn't open with that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Joe Pocahontas, 81 minutes, boom. The kids want to watch a Disney Mm. movie. That's always the one I recommend because I know it'll finish and they can be in bed sooner.
2: Yeah, it's a very good film. And certainly kids' films, they get it, right? But there's things like I walked out of Transformers, That film does not need to be over 90 minutes. Fast and the Furious, they're over 90 minutes. Honestly, come on, people. Fast and the Furious, it's in the (laughs) name.
1: (laughs) Joe, we've just been talking about your your creative control now that you're, you're unleashed as a broadcaster. Do you think part of the problem here is directors having too much creative control these days where they are not given enough pressure to cut scenes and they just have a complete carte blanche for what they want?
2: Uh, well, perhaps that could be true. There's a lot of egos in the biz, as you would know. My husband is actually a filmmaker and he tells me that the studios want bang for their buck as well. And so an audience, perhaps. Perhaps is pushing for, you know, they expect now this time. But Wonder Woman, 1984, there was a whole 30 minutes at the start that they just didn't need, and it felt like they were trying to push it to two hours, you know. And I, like, I recently walked out of the Batman, which was three hours oh, long. I and heard that was just and honestly grueling. It could have been at least half an hour shorter. And honestly, if the Batman walked a little faster, they could have cut half an hour's so out.
1: Half an hour out of that bill. Joe standing out dying <laughs> on the hill that Batman doesn't walk. Fast enough. That's the you've made a powerful enemy there, Joe.
2: <laughs> I really have the Cape Crusader, but you know, like you as a comedian, Sammy, will agree that half as long, twice as funny. Hey, you know what? When you work at sea, it is a real thing. Like basically, if you're a sailor or if you're crew, then um, everyone has a tattoo. You just do it, and um, so I got mine halfway between um united states and asia so i decided what tattoo i wanted and then had a lot of shots as in alcoholic
0: shots and had a crewmate do it and i love it the snack pack
1: Hello, Snack Packers. Time for another special guest now. Kate Burridge is a Professor of Linguistics at Monash University and Fellow of the Australian Academy of the Humanities. There I am taking lots of breaths because I'm so nervous introducing her because she knows so much about words and I worry I do them wrong.
0: Kate, would you like to make a complaint yet? (laughs) No. Well, you know me. The the complaints are interesting, though, because they always tell you where the language is going.
1: I want to know about your ears before we delve into that.
0: (laughs) Uh I was twenty something uh, and I split the earrings with a mate. We did it together. So I had one hole and she had one hole and we shared earrings.
1: <laughs> was that a cost saving measure yeah, as well? It was. <laughs> was it per puncture? Yes. When did you even things up? Because I can see you got two now.
0: No, I've got three, yes. Oh. <laughs> well I had all these single earrings, so what was I gonna do with them?
1: <laughs> and on this subject I did do a song dedicated to beautiful ABC viewers and listeners, which I performed for the ABC's ninetieth birthday. We'll play that. Shortly, but as I understand it, it's not a new phenomenon.
0: No, in fact, complaints are quite mild today <laughs> compared to what was said in early times. Particularly the seventeen hundreds, eighteen hundreds—that's when things got really quite grumpy. What's fascinating is that what people whinged about then is what is perfectly standard today. So they would whinge about, you know, dropped consonants that were described as slovenly in walk and talk. You know, that much better would be walk and talk. So walk and talk should rhyme with a. Start of Balkan,
1: like like or chalk. Well, we say chalk as well. We drop that. We anyway. drop
0: that. You know, and so um, the yellow of your egg should be yelk certainly okay. not yoke you know there's the drop del again um, cuz the yellow of the you know yelken or yolk is that is related to yellow um they worried about um you know dropped um unstressed vowels particularly uh more slovenly pronunciations like um desperate and several so desperate and several See, so we drop those vowels there. Uh, and But then there were also com- well complaints about which was barbarous huh. so when you drop the in daughter and laugh. Like and wh- what are you meant to say in daughter? Dochter. Doch What? <laughs> All those GHs. Well, what an unnecessary use of phlegm.
1: <laughs>
0: Kate, okay, how? How do we know that people were so upset about these things? Well, people started to write about it then. That's when things got really, really interesting. Um, but they also complained about um, you know inserted consonants. Uh, you should have dropped the H in words like humble and um, hotel and hospital.
1: Humble, hotel, hospital.
0: Yeah, because they were French. So you oh. dropped the H. And th- and then that H dropping snuck into, snuck, sneaked, that was another one, um, <laughs> into, you know, they also complained about glided and, and creeped instead of glowed and crope. Shouldn't it be Glid. No, I Glid. Well, we, glid was an. Well, there's a lot of variation around there. See, some of these have been, you know, messy for years. Whereas
1: I know I always speak perfectly, and you would never, ever have anything to say about the myriad of things I say on <laughs> radio.
0: You know, myriad and myriad of, of are both as old as each other. Really? As, in fact, as pronunciation and pronunciation. Really? Yeah, so pronunciation was around in the 1500s. So that's a really interesting variation there, too.
1: So with your linguistic and historical eye, looking back on the complaints that people would write about, do you see a genuine similarity in the level of nitpickery from the seventeen and 1800s as now?
0: Well, <laughs> very similar, although people who were the ones that were copying the complaint were a bit different. So, for example, in John Wallace's grammar, uh, which he wrote, by the way, in Latin, because English wasn't quite respectable enough to write it in English, even though he said at the start that English is such an important language, this was in the late 1600s, that uh, we need a grammar. But, yeah, let's not write it in English, we'll write it in Latin. <laughs> so so he described, you know, he was aiming at, what did he say, the absurdities of um, um, flighty women and other barbarisms. So, uh, And the sort of language that was used, like barbarous corruptions and lubricious barbarisms and all, the <laughs> just beautiful.
1: This is amazing, because they didn't have, of course, racial. Video back then. I'm trying to imagine what the equivalent of, would it be like that, that have a go at the town crier and say, you know, oh, the old town crier spoke better than you. What?
0: Oh, just what they would hear around them. And of course, you know, if it wasn't your speech, because it's always the speech of others, so whatever they were hearing, you know, d- disgraceful shortenings, monosyllables like pants for pantaloons and oh, you yes. know, mob from mobile vulgus. And got was described as an abuse, whereas these days here in Australia, we think of gotten as the abuse, whereas you know, got is the recommended form. So occasionally you get these flips as well. Ain't so was Posh, ain't is no longer posh.
1: One can now argue that some some things that people complain about are actually, you're correct, you're just... Going back a couple of hundred yes, years.
0: Yes, yes, that's right. A bit like ARCs and ask. I mean, they were in fluctuation really? for centuries. ARCs? ARCs was around in, you know, the earliest documents we have of English a thousand no. years ago.
1: Because yep. I use that all the time as an example of, mm. you know, mm. someone not speaking right.
0: Yeah, so sometimes you get, you know, it, uh, where you get ask and ARCs parting company, as we did with tax and task. So tax and task are the same word historically, what? just different pronunciations.
1: Well, it's a hellish task every year to do taxes, is it?
0: it? There's the burden, you know. The, oh. it's the, <laughs> there was a, a core meaning of burden in both... Yeah.
1: <laughs> So what we're establishing, Kat, effectively, in conclusion, is that uh, if you make a mistake grammatically or linguistically these days, you can just claim you are either ahead of your time or delving <laughs> yes, back into yes, history. Sure. You heard the song I did for ABC. Were there anything I missed in that of, <laughs> of the most common complaints? Oh,
0: you, you you nailed the, the main ones, didn't you? Yeah, which yep. is the um, intensive purposes. <laughs> that? Yes, that's been around quite a long time. That one, but I think you know what's interesting is that you know the the urge to clean up other people's language has been with us for centuries. It's just if I put it this way, the definition of dirt will shift and it will (laughs) will come in and out. Uh, So it's fascinating.
1: I got a letter from an ABC viewer, handwritten and three pages long It said, dear Sammy J I like what you do but here's a list of all the things you've done wrong You said whence when you meant when You said less when you meant fewer and then You said myriad of when it should just be myriad Instead of full stop, I heard you say period And I expect better from you On my ABC (laughs) I replied and said, I'll try to do better I'm literally dying in shame (laughs) She wrote back and said, that is not literal It's figurative, you've done it again (laughs) I said, it's hard being on this station Where the audience expect correct pronunciation And she said it's pronounced... Pronunciation (laughs) I said I'm sorry, I'm trying my best But the ABC audience are hard to impress They're passionate, pedantic and pernicious with the pen I don't cop this sort of crap when I go on Channel 10 But I still love them cos they're loyal and true So to everyone at home still watching Channel 2 Sorry when our grammar doesn't measure up for you But for all intents and purposes, we're gonna get through All intents and purposes, that's what I meant And I thank you, dear viewer, for the letter you sent Here's the 90 more years of getting words wrong There's been 27 letters of... Sorry, what, There's been 28 letters of complaint Since I started this song
0: This is the Sammy J Snack Pack
1: now, look, I like to think I'm an optimist. I like to think I'm a positive sort of guy. But I do have a bit of a whinge now and then. And I was having, shall we say, something of a public whinge about the BOM Bureau of Meteorology app and the way that it... I always just thought it was a bit mealy-mouthed about the rain. It would basically say, like, ooh, 70% chance or 30%... Chance. And then sometimes it wouldn't rain. And I was like, well, why is that? And then they were like, well, 70% chance of rain means there's 30% chance of no rain. And I just thought it could have been a little simpler. Guess what? They heard me, they heard all of us, and they've made some big changes to the app. Jonathan Howe is a meteorologist at the Bureau of Meteorology. Jonathan, can I get full credit for what's transpired?
3: Why not? I think that, um, yeah, I thank you and the 26 million Australians thank you as well for finally getting rid of this extremely confusing thing on our website and the app. So thanks to you, we've um, we've made this important change.
1: (laughs) If people don't like the change, can I just put it all back on you? Uh, Sure, why not?
3: We're used to getting blamed for things. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we love your work, Uh,
1: we love the app, but what's the change that's been made?
3: Yeah, so there's actually been two uh, updates to the app. The first one is that we've introduced this dark mode. So if you don't like that bright white screen, you can now change it to black, which is a little bit more easy on the eye. But the most important one, we've updated how we communicate the rainfall. So uh, one of the most complained things about we've seen, even from my friends and family, say it's so difficult to interpret what the rainfall means. So normally you go to the website, you go on the app, and it says 30% chance of rain, and then it says two to five millimetres, and that's very often misinterpreted as being a 30% chance of two to five millimeters or three to five millimeters when in fact it actually means the percentage chance of any recorded rain is 30 percent and the high end range is a 25 percent chance so it's extremely Whoa, convoluted yeah. i have already a bit
1: lost to be honest yeah me.
3: and really the only way to find it out is if you dig around the website to give a bit of information so what they've done is basically on the app remove that chance of rainfall and given a better indication of how much rainfall you will get so for example Looking at my phone right now, mm-hmm. it says uh, rain, zero to one millimetres. If you scroll down and have a bit more information, it says 75% chance of no rain. 50% chance of no rain and 25% chance of one millimetre. So it just kind of breaks that down for you to see what the high, medium and low chance of rainfall is. So basically simplifying it. And if there's basically no rainfall at all, it just says 100% chance of no rain. Ooh. So getting rid of that number just, just makes it easier for you. Sorry, are you now and, dealing
1: uh, in absolutes at the bottom? 100% chance of no <laughs> rain. You,
3: you give us that promise. Yeah, well, we're looking at like, somewhere like Mildura, and they're not expecting any rainfall today. It just says, uh, yeah, 100% <laughs> chance of no rainfall. So, um, yeah, they've uh, gotten rid of that. What a
1: legacy. I'm quite
3: proud of my work now, Jonathan. Yes, it's all thanks to you. And, uh, no, it's, it's, a, it's a really great update. It just makes make life easier for so many people using the app, and um, it's only on the available in the app right now. We're, we'll be rolling out to the website once the new website comes on board.
1: And there we have it, my friends. This is an exciting moment because the next time we hang out together in the land of the Snack Pack, it'll be episode number 50. Wow. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for subscribing. Please tell your friends. Please join me in thanking my sound wizard, Ross Kavanagh, and the beautiful team who source these wonderful guests. If you want to listen to me every day, I do do breakfast radio on ABC Radio Melbourne. You can tune in via the ABC Listen app every morning from 5.30 Eastern Standard
0: Time. Have a wonderful week ahead. Catch you next week for the 50th Sammy J Snack Pack.